welcome to Black Chicks Bible Study, where we are reclaiming the Bible one book at a time. We're back live in live action. Yes. <laughs> and not over Zoom. In person. Yep. We had to do our last few episodes in the flesh, you know, just different and, vibe. And it on a on how we started it. Yeah, full circle. And this is the, what, 64th book of the Bible, 3rd John. We'll probably read the whole thing again. Yeah, I think that's a good idea because it's very short, very quick. Yeah. Um, I was trying to think what I could take away from it, so I've kind of already thought about that. Oh, ooh. Um, okay, no So spoilers. I'll be ready okay. when that time comes. But yeah, I mean, it was just uh, short, you know? Like, short, sweet. Yeah. I don't know about sweet. Well, we'll get into it. Do you remember your word of faith? So my word of faith from last time was um, about not losing everything, you know, that I've worked for and kind of tying that into the idea of fasting, which I had wanted, you know, been talking about doing for three years at this point. But um, I don't remember if I did give a specific time frame. I think, I think it, it was, was one, I want to say two weeks, but I feel mm-hmm. like it was one week. Okay. So it could have been either. So I did do two <laughs> weeks then. So Yay! yeah. So in my head, I, I guess I, I thought it was two weeks and I did do two. And I did think about not losing all the progress. Once I got a couple days under my belt, it was like, okay, just reminding myself it's been so hard for you to get to this point. Like, don't mess it up now. So I definitely did keep that in mind. My last day was actually just yesterday. Oh, wow. Um, what was it? Just green smoothies basically the whole time? Did you switch it up? Uh, for the most part, some berry juice. I actually used my juicer this time too, Yay. which was, uh, you know, nice, but it just, it's so time consuming because yeah. it's really only for like one glass, you know, <laughs> yeah. of, of juice. And then there's so much produce you need to like. Why not a blender? In. Um, I wanted to try the juicer cause I never really used it to be honest. Mm. And, um, I do like the blender too, but it's something about juice that I feel like makes it feel cleaner yeah cleaner and easier to just get down you know and I can drink a lot of juice versus if I have like a smoothie or something thicker you know I don't really want to really more of it and I actually (laughs) liked it this time too because I did like just like celery and stuff and it was just so light because it's hot too so it was Mm. actually kind of like nice and refreshing and usually you know when I just said just use the pre-made store-bought ones that are like really sweet So it was nice to have that, like, kind of savory juice as well that, like, switched it up. And I even put salt in a couple <laughs> that I made, like, cucumber juice. And it was, like, oh, good. good. So that was that's nice. That's a long time to go without food. Did you have, like, a big meal after? Kind of. I definitely didn't break it properly. <laughs> I was like, Ugh. Are you supposed to, like, ease back in? Yeah. So I didn't do that. But um, I am thinking about, like, I'm giving myself a couple of days to just not think about it and eat but i'm gonna try to do another two weeks okay um but we'll see what was your meal when you got back into it like burger sushi? chicken oh okay fried like korean fried chicken mm. i got two kinds i got just like the regular crispy fried chicken and then uh, a soy garlic sauce mm. one and yeah really delicious i froze the rest so i wouldn't be tempted to just eat it all yeah um but yeah it was really, really i good. really 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 want to find some like gluten-free korean fried chicken mm. that i can have because i love i've had it in the past and it's so good it is so good oh anyway what was your um, mine was kind of inspired by the same verse but it was about um a project that I was writing. It was actually two different scripts, but I had to finish within the span of like one month. 
and yeah, um, you were like on lockdown. <laughs> yeah, I had to lock down for a couple weeks where I only talked to people if it was absolutely necessary. It worked. I got to my goal. Yeah, really. The crunch time of the past. Um, last weekend took me like a day to get back into civilization, dragging myself around. I'm like, why am I so, oh, maybe because I um, drank coffee for 48 hours, had like no real food and stayed up staring at my screen. And like, because no matter when the deadline is for something, like I'm going to be working up until the deadline, like yeah. revising and right. yeah, using as, as much as time much, as you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but this year it felt better because, so the program I'm applying for, like, Mm-hmm. I've only applied once before, and then these other um, workshops, I've applied to plenty of them over the past, like, three years. Mm-hmm. And looking back, I don't love the material from before, and this time it felt like, oh, no, this is way better. I feel nice. better. It definitely felt like I disassociated a little bit and was, like, out of my body, just trying to direct <laughs> myself to get it done. So it sort of felt, like, very out of body, very surreal. I still can't believe it's over because I was, like thinking about it for weeks and weeks like am I gonna get to do this am I not and I'm just glad that everything lined up nice. to let it happen anyways well congratulations it Thank sounds like you. it was definitely a labor of love yeah nice. anyway well that's good I'm glad we both had some success yeah <laughs> good testimony do you want to read the book third john it's only one chapter and it starts the elder To my dear friend, Gaius, whom I love in the truth. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. It gave me great joy when some believers came and testified about your faithfulness to the truth, telling how you continue to walk in it. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Dear friend, you are faithful in what you are doing for the brothers and sisters, even though they are strangers to you. They have told the church about your love. Please send them on their way in a manner that honors God. It was for the sake of the name that they went out, receiving no help from the pagans. We ought, therefore, to show hospitality to such people so that we may work together for the truth. I have written something to the church, but Diotrephes, who likes to put himself first, does not acknowledge our authority. So if I come, I will call attention to what he is doing in spreading false charges against us. And not content with those charges, he refuses to welcome the friends and even prevents those who want to do so and expels them from the church. Beloved, do not imitate what is evil, but imitate what is good. Whoever does good is from God. Whoever does evil has not seen God. Everyone has testified favorably about Demetrius, and so has the truth itself. We also testify for him, and you know that our testimony is true. I have much to write to you, but I would rather not write with pen and ink. Instead, I hope to see you soon, and we will talk together face to face. Peace to you. The friends send you their greetings. Greet the friends there, each by name. That was their John. So. Yes. So. Very interesting. Your initial thoughts. What? Well, uh, I don't know. I guess he's just, he's writing to a guy who's hosting some traveling missionaries. Mm-hmm. And. Um, complaining about another guy. I don't know what I thought of it. I kind of thought, I thought did it was this a funny. need to be Were there other books that they could have chosen from? Did this make it over? <laughs> Why did this make the cut? Because it's just a guy writing a letter about, like, here are some 
thank you for having the missionaries or something. You know, make sure you do good. I guess that's a good verse. Like, imitate good and not evil. Right. Um, And then also, I do keep wondering who wrote it because some people think the apostle, but the Mm. apostles apparently were so highly and well-respected and revered that they wouldn't have had any objections from a bishop this Diotrephes guy or Diotrephes, oh. like, wouldn't have opposed him if he were John, they if he were, like, one of the really important Johns. Yeah, so they had some kind of dispute that might have been, like, theological. But then hmm. I read that the book was, like, from 100 AD or something, hmm. or 90, like, 80 to 90 to 100 AD, which is, like, the Gospels were already written that late, so it's, like, I still don't understand <laughs> the timing of, like, so I guess I felt confused. Yeah. confused. Like, what is this? Why is it here? Yeah, it didn't seem like it was that important. Um, there wasn't like that necessarily, I feel like a lesson or anything, yeah. kind of. But I guess. Um, but ironically, you already have yeah, a takeaway from it. I do. We'll get to that. Um, but I thought it was just funny because, yeah, it was so different from all the other books, too. And it almost felt like it was just like gossip like it was like i need to tell you about this person this person and that person which left me (laughs) wanting because i was like i want to know more about the drama between john and this guy like why are they fighting why are they yeah what's going on it's like and then this guy obviously this is like his favorite guy is or Mm -hmm. whatever he likes this guy and is like thank you like people are telling me you're doing well and i appreciate that but yeah it was just kind of funny that (laughs) You know, he he said that the other guy, he's like, you know, when I get there, I'm going to call attention to what he's doing. You right. know, like just like a threat, pretty yeah. much, or a promise, more like. He's like yeah, like I'm going to come there and blow over this there. spot up. Yeah, <laughs> like, if I have to come over there to your church, like, I'm going to tell the truth about this bishop who doesn't agree with me. Yeah, so I thought that was very interesting and just kind of like, okay, like. Well, I did like verse four, though, how he said, like, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Mm -hmm. I just like that. And I felt like if you are a like mentor or a leader or like a parent or anything, you know, that that would be nice to hear from that kind of person. Yeah, just hearing good reports from people you've converted to. Mm -hmm. Like this guy calls himself the elder, this John. And he's probably the father of a lot of the spiritual father of a lot of believers. Mm-hmm. Um, I read that Gaius must be relatively wealthy because he's mm. able to host traveling missionaries. And um, I liked where it said that they um, verses seven and eight for they began their journey for the sake of Christ, accepting no support from non-believers. I think yours says pagans. Mm-hmm. Um, therefore, we ought to support such people. So that we may become co-workers with the truth. I love that. Ah, co-workers with the truth. But yeah, just that badge of honor. Like they haven't accepted anything from the non-believers. Very uh, right. tribal thing of like <laughs> them always trying to preserve their church. And like, I think to them it would be a compromise, I guess. Like they're traveling around without money and at the mercy of all the churches and everything. Yeah, I guess maybe it's also a way of for them to prove themselves or like prove the faith to like mm. we can we're on a mission and it's gonna work out. Like yeah. we can do that. We don't need help from anyone who's not on this mission because yeah. we got it. Yeah, we'll be provided for. God will take care of us through our community. Totally. Mm-hmm. And I've read too that one of these verses is the inspiration 
for the prosperity gospel. Oh, it's verse two. Beloved, mm-hmm. or one of the inspirations. Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health just as it is well with your soul. That's, you know, it, various interpretations or various translations of that. But it's one of the main verses, I guess, for people who preach the prosperity gospel saying, like, I pray that, like, just as your soul is prospering, that the rest of you, mm. like, he's implying a material gain. In the view of these evangelicals who preach prosperity, they think that like, oh, if your soul is abundant and well, then everything should follow. Just because like this John, I guess, wrote, I pray it all may go well with you. I don't know. I wonder if there are other um, translations that say it more strongly. But yeah, I mean, people who are probably trying to justify their overly, probably sure twisted to make it sound that way. But I don't know if it necessarily, yeah, just reading it. Doesn't necessarily sound like no know. that that's what it was trying to imply. No, yeah, it's just like you know, and mine says, you know, dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you. So I feel like it's just more about like your spirit, like good health. You know, I hope like yeah. nothing's troubling you. Like not necessarily. That's what I thought when I, hope, I read it too. Hope you're rolling in riches. Yeah, <laughs> but there is the life more abundantly thing is interesting because it is like abundance in general is like associated with wealth so much more I feel like in the Old Testament like Mm -hmm. they evolve past it at a certain point but yeah we don't really read that much about prosperity in general I feel like in the New Testament it's all about like struggle and faith and trying to make it to the next coming of Christ basically right yeah (laughs) it's not even about like extreme thriving on earth anymore definitely like the king days you know where everybody was trying to get all the resources and everything it's different now is it though everyone's trying to hoard all the resources yeah (laughs) well in life yeah for sure nothing changed but just the rhetoric of this story i guess is different did we ever talk about that in general i know we've brought it up countless times but you weren't really brought up in those churches right like the televangelist kind of prosperity gospel thing not really. No. More about modesty and like <laughs> kind of most of the church. I only really went to one church that was even like kind of bigger, and I, mm. I don't even think it would be considered a mega church even then because it wasn't like there were rooms with TVs. And yeah, all that didn't stuff. have a cafe or anything. no, but it was just you know big in the sanctuary, I mm-hmm. guess. But other than that, it wasn't like like I never went to churches that were like just huge or being recorded and like played yeah. and, and all that stuff kind of so like yeah don't, I can't ever really remember you know anyone talking being about, indoctrinated yeah. Into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah I was surprised when I read that I was like wow they really look for <laughs> they found what they can <laughs> to justify it right um I like I feel like he did this with his other letters too I like how he says I hope to see you soon and talk face to face I don't know I'd like that idea too that it's like he's always very excited like he'd rather speak to people in person in person versus mm-hmm. you know just writing things on letters and supposedly he was trying to keep it to one page of papyrus mm. so i wonder if he had a shortage of leaves of paper <laughs> yeah or wanted to mm. just save the papyrus good point because mm-hmm. like that makes me believe the same guy wrote this and Second John, mm. um, which some people object to, some people believe, but he said it in both. Yeah, like, he did. I don't want to waste any more paper and ink. Yep. Okay, bye. Exactly. Yeah, like, okay. <laughs> and then there's some debate about whether, now I'm remembering this, 
I think they found this letter later, maybe? There was some reason why they weren't going to include it. Like, there was some uh, debate whether to include it in the Bible. So, I mean, we could have did without it. But. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was definitely how I felt reading it. But there is that, like, very important verse. Verse 11, beloved, do not imitate what is evil, but imitate Mm -hmm. what is good. Whoever does good is from God. Whoever does evil has not seen God. That is important. Is that the truth? However we define God, whoever does good is from God. Whoever does evil has not seen God. Didn't he kind of say that before? Like, if you're doing evil or if you're, like, sinning, obviously you haven't even seen God at all. I don't know what chapter or what book it was, but I feel like I remember reading something about like if you do know the truth or like kind of you do know God and you still do that, like it's even worse. Yes, yes. So if that's the case, then this is wrong because technically you could still know God and then choose to do Mm -hmm. evil. And in that case, you're like extra bad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe it's the difference between knowing the right thing in general like theoretically and then really seeing it like Mm -hmm. learning it you know theoretically you're like yeah I know the doctor said a b and c but I feel like right you know what I mean like that's true and you might know theoretically I should maybe not whatever a b and c but (laughs) I feel like a different instinct so Mm -hmm. maybe like only when the truth and your instincts are one and you really have seen it. Maybe there's like a different definition of seeing. Yeah. Yeah. Like a more intimate knowledge. That makes sense now. Yeah. But is that, I'm just trying to think like, is that true or does it feel true or does it ring true to you? I guess that anyone who does what is evil has not seen God. Yeah. No. Yeah. It doesn't ring true to me. Because you can turn away from yeah. something, even if you've intimately known, like, love, truth, mm-hmm. the height of beauty, everything. You can, like, choose another path. Yeah, I just feel like people just can always do what they Whatever. Want. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it doesn't matter what you've been exposed to or what you see. You're going to do whatever. And, yeah, I don't know. And I think, honestly, some people just like to be evil. They just like, I think they do enjoy it. and Get pleasure from it. Yeah, and they prefer that than, like, they get more out of being evil than they do out of being good. So that's Mm -hmm. why they do evil, because they actually enjoy it. Um, And that's, I know we've, like, debated about that before, but I think we agree that people get pleasure from, like, very dark, evil things. But I would say, I would argue that it's the same thing as, like, I just enjoy drinking Mm Kool-Aid, and I never, ever, ever have water. Mm. And... Kool-Aid just is better and tastes better and it brings me more pleasure. That might be true on the surface, but deep down they want water. That's all I think about humanity. Like we're all plants and we all want, Mm. but we're poisoning ourselves and might get pleasure from it. But like dark evil things are still inherently like not good because if they're causing harm to that person and to other people, it's still like it would be a healthier plant if they didn't, if they had water, not Kool-Aid. You know what I mean? (laughs) they're so divorced from what they really want what they want is like perverted and Mm -hmm. you know like wrong (laughs) i guess i don't know i feel like people can grow in their evilness though oh yeah for sure it's like a snowball they thrive in the the hatred as well so i don't know yeah but the way this reads i don't i don't agree yeah i don't know if whoever does good is from god because you can do good and have it be deceptive or 
come from a dark place, I guess. That's true. But too. is it good then? Right. Yes, then I don't think it would, yes, <laughs> like, think it would it be considered good. Using good for manipulation would then not be Right, it wouldn't good. be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These are all such, like, puzzles. They're kind of like um, philosophical meditations or something of, like, they prompt more questions than anything. Right. Like, what is the definition then of this or that? Yeah, like, what is good? What is evil? Is it that black and white of, like, people are either this or that? Like, all that stuff is, um, it's almost too binary. Because life isn't that. There's the yin and the yang, but there's the balance. Mm-hmm. But there are these polar opposites that, like, obviously causing horrible harm to people is bad and evil and dark and, like... Right. Yes. I don't know. I think it's everything. Everything can be good. Everything can really? be bad. Really? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Like in theory, mm-hmm. in the right context. Yeah. Like they, that would determine whether something is good or bad. Mm-hmm. I think so. so. Certain things I can't off the top of my head think of a scenario where it would ever be good necessarily, maybe. Right. But I feel like it's possible. Yeah. Are you kind of utilitarian? Did you ever take philosophy in college or they talk about utilitarianism? Mm -mm. Like, would you kill this one child or something to To save a hundred people? Right. Is it always like the greater good or is there something that makes life inherently sacred? Like those are the questions of like, would that be a good act? I don't know. Who am I to say? I don't know. Right. The answer could also possibly vary maybe, you know, like, is that kid going to grow up to be Hitler? (laughs) (laughs) Or just know from person to person, like maybe for you, killing is not the thing, but for someone else, maybe it's the, you know, a thing that unlocks something to their core or their true being, you know? Wow. (laughs) So killing might awaken their inner true self, which would give them the most self-actualization and the most thriving in the end. It's like leading to good. That's interesting. I did not think that you thought that. Kind of like Mm -hmm. the ends justify the means, Uh basically. Interesting. I love that. That's kind of badass. Uh Yeah. I think that I realized lately that I think a lot more like that than I would have thought. Like, I just see how when you have to get things done in life, you might have to just deal with collateral damage. Maybe not killing people, (laughs) but like, interesting. Okay, so now I know. (laughs) If you ever kill anyone, I'll assume it's for the greater good. Hopefully. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I don't think that I would ever kill anyone on purpose. A lot, most people don't think they would. <laughs> and then some people do. So This is true. Yeah, I don't think I would. And if I did, I'm pretty sure it would be probably just self-defense, know, self-defense or accidental. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Should we talk about takeaways? Yeah. Do you ha- You already have yours, huh? Yeah, so I, I feel like the only theme that I really got from this entire chapter was about hospitality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so That was a major theme. Yeah, it was like, basically about hosting missionaries, hosting yeah, fellow believers. Them, yeah, giving them a home and just taking in um, people. And I would say in general, I think I'm a pretty good hostess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess, you know, there's always room for improvements. For everything and I do have a visitor that's coming to stay uh the end of this month mm-hmm. um so like my project to myself was just thinking of new ways to be a good host or figuring out another way that I can be hospitable when this person comes into my home and visits and stays um that maybe I just never thought of before that would be nice 
That's nice. How long? You guys have been friends for what, like 15 years or something? Since 2003. What is that? Like 18 years? Dang, that's a lot of time. Wow. 18 years. Oh, that's like half my life then. That's so weird. Wow. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I've known her since 2003. That's really (laughs) nice that you're thinking of like, how do I make her stay special? Yeah. Yeah. Like that late in the game because you've had so many visits together, even in LA. Like she's come out, but you you are in a brand new place that she hasn't seen before, this and I'm true. sure it's going to be really exciting. And this is like something that people should do with their romantic partners. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you've been with them for five effort. years, think of new ways to you know always show your appreciation for them or make them feel welcome and appreciated. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah. And hopefully she'll. She is so nice, and I'm sure she'll appreciate whatever it is, but she'll also just appreciate being here. But Totally. But yeah. now that I think about it, that is, I'm just thinking about the fact that it's been 18 years. That sounds That's nuts. nuts to me. I'm yeah. Like, uh, and I still remember we were in the same freshman English class and had this stupid Thomas Moretti was the teacher. <laughs> and if anyone knows Thomas Moretti that worked at University of Maryland. What did he do? He's just one of those professors that was like, if you get a C, you're lucky. And, you know, <gasps> like, basically, no one's going to get an A in my class what? type thing. Uh, why brag yeah. about that? I hate when professors are like, brag. then yeah. change your curriculum. Right. Like, no one can get an A. <laughs> That's not a good yeah. system. And I remember, this was the one and only time, too, that I was like, because I remember I had a paper, and I was like, you know, I worked really hard on it, and it was good. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the, whatever it was, rubric, and I hit these points, so, like, where are you deducting, you know, my so grade? he didn't point. even justify it. I didn't feel like he justified it, so. <laughs> um, so, I did, like, an appeal or whatever, like, you can go to the department and, like, you know, do a formal appeal because I was like this is bullshit like I did the assignment I don't agree that this should be my grade and then I remember (laughs) I don't know her name but uh she's like you know I went in there you know I came prepared with you know my reasoning and why I felt that it was unfair and I came with the rubric showed you know where I did what he was requesting like so I did this you know I did that like I don't understand why I'm getting this you know d or whatever it is right and she's like you should feel lucky that you have that grade. Like it was like a DRC. I can't remember. She was like, basically she was like, you should feel lucky that you have that. And I suggest you never try this again. <laughs> and I was like, what? what? Yeah. She was such a with bitch. With still no justification. With still no justification. And looking back on it now, I'm kind of like, you know what? Maybe this was some racist bullshit that they were just trying to pull to, you know, like yeah. to be honest, I was like, cause they were, you know, they were white. Both the teacher was white, the head of the department was the white, and then they were probably like, little black girl, don't you ever come in here questioning, you know? Right, like... Uh, like, you should be lucky. We are even... in charge. Yeah. Like, yeah. why... Yeah. Like, how dare you Step think that us. you yeah. deserve more? It was awful, Did because you... now that I think about it, too, I'm like, even if she felt like that, like, you know, like, I, oh, like, this is a fair grade. It's like, as a person in education, why wouldn't you just break it down to the person be like well and try I to encourage try to them. yeah or if anything you uh, you should be like you know when i'm glad you came you know you should always fight for what you be- mm-hmm. you know like it was just like the message was just all right ra- even if you think i deserve that great to tell someone that they should not fight for something that they believe was done wrongly to them it's just a really bad message now that yeah it like- really is <laughs> so did you and your longtime friend bond over 
that like in his class basically um i don't remember okay i thought you were gonna say that you guys but i remember she has notes about him or something and that's how you met (laughs) no but i do remember she got a good grade i think okay i don't don't know if she came out with an a or not but i remember she got a good grade oh wow so like there was a yeah she did so i don't know so but anyway i was just i just remember that being like such a like good way to start my cut because it was like fall semester freshman year that was like the very first like experience and i was like it was bullshit <laughs> but you made a friend in that same class you guys were mm-hmm. friends right away that's mm-hmm. funny i can't believe it's been 18 years since like the start of college because i always think right? of, like when it ended but like thinking about yeah, yeah that's such a long time i wow. know i still look at recent graduate jobs and i'm like oh i'm not a recent <laughs> <laughs> oh where do you find what do you mean like online like online yeah like i remember maybe like two or three years ago i was applying to jobs and like i found this one i was like oh recent grads whatever and I started filling out the application and then it's like oh what year did you graduate and I put it in the year it's like you are not a recent <laughs> and so I was like so, but in my head I'm still thinking like oh I didn't graduate that long like in my head yeah, I graduated so like fun. five years ago wow. that's what I think I'm like oh like, you know maybe it's been like five years time <laughs> does fly by but it's been 18 <laughs> wow that literally half your life you've been friends mm-hmm. well I can't wait to hear what the special touch is hospitality wise yeah the funny thing is that just reminds me oh my god so fitting so this is another thing that happens to work well with the theme so we actually two got closer because we both work for the department of conferences and visitor services Mm -hmm. on campus and she was like the like regional i don't know like they split up the campus into different things and she was like the like all overhead kind of I guess hospitality manager and then I was like this like under her like a like a specific regional Mm -hmm. hospitality manager so we also both started off like with hospitality being our job like literally like the thing that you're doing so that's just funny that was like our job didn't you guys used to get crab legs together or something or crabs like blue crabs we used to get crab yeah crab snow crab legs like they would steam it for us (laughs) uh those were the days those were the days but anyways yeah i'm thinking i know that i just had a something popping maybe yeah Okay, verse 5. Beloved, you do faithfully whatever you do for the friends, even though they are strangers to you. Hmm. I'm actually hearing it this time. I got a new understanding of that, too. Like, you don't have to know someone to be nice to them. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I think, a very true and good lesson. Yeah. You know what? This is funny. I've been trying to do little, like, I've had to reach out to, like, handy people and people who are, um... I don't know, but would theoretically would be potentially coming into my home because I'm trying mm. to spruce up and do little upgrades and little mm. things that now my landlord is like, I'll take care of it. But like, Good. yeah, because I asked for permission. Um, but nice. I've been reaching out to people lately where I had, I remember having a conversation over text with someone who's being so professional and like sending me color options and sending me pictures of something. And I was like, late in the conversation, mm-hmm. I um, realized I hadn't given him my name, really. Uh... And I had to scroll up to like see his name. Because like when I deal with people, I feel like in general, it's very, um, I can be really personable if there's like, 
a reason to be, I guess, but like by default, I'm not really. So right. I had to that remember. Kind yeah, of, like, it's I'm just like, like if, I we, need... if we just yeah. have a bottom line thing to get done like, together, I just come like, get, yeah. come at this time, like, giving you the logistics. <laughs> yeah. Like I had to realize, oh, it feels better to be like use someone's name, right? Make sure he knows mine, be friendly, and not for the goal of like getting a good deal or something, but just being nice. Like, right. like you're like, a person. Oh, yeah. Like, let me treat him like a person. Yeah. And then when I like was talking to my landlord later, I was like asking him, am I allowed to do A, B, and C? And I'm da, da, da. and he's like, how are you doing? How's it going? And mm, being trying to like, like be hey, friendly. Yeah, like, like catch up. Uh, and yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, fine. How are you? <laughs> like what? <laughs> I don't understand. What? <laughs> but I think that'll be my goal is to think of the person first. Yeah. And treat everyone like, okay, we're in this lifeboat together. Like, let's just be kind and see each other as people and not yeah. just means to whatever end of, you know. Like. Yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> see the person first and then, you know. Yeah, so maybe feeling more like a missionary out there. Mm-hmm. If, I'm, if I'm ever to be a missionary of love, just yes. be more loving towards people. Which is weird because I was texting with Suzanne the other day and she's like, you're so loving and da-da-da. Like, and I was like, I didn't feel like it rang true. And I thought those words, like, to myself for the next few days. I was like, okay, I'm a loving person. Let me just be that and not be so, you know, closed off or whatever. So it helps to lean into that stuff and have people remind you. And um, so that'll be my word of faith. Yeah. Just treat the strangers as friends and treat people like I care about them. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way, I think. Really? Yeah, especially just people on the street like mm. you know matter of fact and yeah not, just like oh. but i don't think of you that way at all because i think of you as someone who like could take a walk and bring home a new friend and you know like they <laughs> well, might just be staying with you for a month or whatever i mean That's okay how i think of you well that is also true but i think but it's like i but i feel like i'm i never am initiate you know i would never oh, okay so you're like a magnet for yeah people i think who, if anything yeah. but like i don't introduce myself you know like even like my neighbor like we're great friends now we're in each other's houses all the time and, but he had to make that but it happen. was like yeah but yeah. it was like you know i walk i just walked past you know in and out and out and it wasn't until he like saw xena and was like oh like you know, right. so, you know and hey i'm re-, you know like i would never just be like to you my would neighbor. have to become that person who really initiates if yeah. you're trying to lean into like but you don't have to because you're already drawing. yeah that's so, true yeah. <laughs> yeah and i don't want to because i'm like it's too many people already come to that maybe that's why i don't do it either because i feel like already there's people like it seems like I would be inviting more people into my life. Yeah, like, like I feel like I've had to close mm-hmm. off my energy a lot mm-hmm. over the years in L.A. Because I remember in my early years of L.A. attracting more people who would come up crying about something or some kind of yeah, drama, just, just being yeah. like a crazy magnet. I'm like, what is this? Like, why are... I don't know, but maybe mm-hmm. I give off a more shut down energy, unapproachable mm-hmm. energy now, where mm-hmm. I'm just like scowling all the time or something. <laughs> That's it doesn't funny. happen anymore. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I wish. I don't know. Maybe because we've been like just kind of inside because of COVID and mm-hmm. stuff. But like, yeah, I was going to say, I don't feel like in recent years. Yeah, I don't know that as many people like just randomly approach me as like in the past. But then again, like I said, I'm not really out. Like, cause mm-hmm. I feel like I, I would get approached a lot on trains, like, you know, riding <laughs> And it would just yeah. be like, why? There's a train full of people. I kind of miss r- riding the train now because you never knew what to, the train or the bus, you never knew what to expect. That's true. Yep. Oh, LA. Anyways, I'm excited to, well, I guess we're probably going to record our next episode before you have your visitor, yeah, right? Yeah, I think so. That would probably so be So this yeah. is going to be a little bit of a 
cliffhanger kind of next time or this time. I don't know. Because yeah. <laughs> we'll find out two episodes from now how that went. That's true. And then uh, maybe there'll be a video recording of my hospitableness. Ooh, Is that a word? Hospitality. Hospitality. <laughs> hospitableness. Yeah. <laughs> and that'll, we'll find out on our grand finale revelation. Oh, yeah. That's when we'll know. Oh, that's, yep. yeah. We'll see. So, yeah, I got to think of something. I'm that's sure it'll I'm be do. great. Google. Ways to be hospitable. <laughs> Yeah, you don't need to Google that. That's funny. <laughs> it comes naturally. Anyway, we will be what? On Jude next? Hey, Jude. Yep, exactly. I already got an easy episode title. Um, and that'll it be book 65. So nuts in two weeks. That is nuts. And our, our last one chapter. Because the final one is actually a substantial book and not something that somebody tried to fit on one page of papyrus. <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be interesting to go back after these very, very short mm-hmm. chapters and dig. Like, it's, I feel like I'm already like, man, it's going to be intense. Yeah, but it'll be the last one that we ever do. It's true. And so. it'll be the last uh, time you guys hear our voice because the world's going to end. No, don't say that. No, <laughs> Just no. <laughs> um, that's, anyway. been, that's been my thing. If it does happen, aliens, if you hear this later down the road, know that. Write me in history as this a great be predictor. One of the most important human recordings ever. One hundred. If that happens. One hundred. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thank everybody for listening. We will be back in two Sabbaths with more Black, Black Chicks Bible study. study.